0: This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock.
1: Cecil and Tomas. Glory hole.
2: I was listening to this story about Katy Perry, and I'm embarrassed that I'm so many episodes behind it, and was thinking that I
3: don't think anyone has ever come back and said, I prayed to God and God told me, you know what, you're going to fuck up really bad.
1: Hey guys, wanted to keep up the trend. Uh, I think it'll be five weeks in a row now. Folks have called in from Arkansas and want to let you know that you have several listeners in Arkansas, and you are a breath of fresh air. Look forward to it every week. Keep doing what you do. Thanks, guys.
2: Hey guys, Hugin Triple from Holy
3: Crap Podcast. Listening to it's so you Talk about the footsteps fall. Yeah, talk about only because she's being swaddled. No, no, no. I think you. I think you're not really looking at it quite right. I think it's a matter of that there's only one set of footprints in the Muslim version because she's standing on his feet. Kind of like when, you know, you, you have the wedding and the little kids are dancing on the, the feet of the parents. I, I think it's probably more like that. Although the swaddling thing is actually probably a better idea, if they don't explode, kind of, you know, Muslim version of duct tape.
0: Well, guys, have fun.
2: Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 217 of Cognitive Dissonance. This is our ramp-up to Hickory, North Carolina, I Cecil, I am actually pretty excited. We're only like what three, four weeks away. I don't know it's I don't like almost. A, I mean, good. it's like
4: almost a month at this point.
2: Yeah, but I've, I'm feeling it. I am feeling it. Just today, I went out and I bought a jug, and I started
4: you started blowing, blowing on the that jug, jug. You know, just
2: to get just to get ready.
4: Now, what kind what kind of
2: sound were you getting out of your jug? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I was scraping. I was scraping my knuckles across my washboard ab. I, <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a huge washboard. It's
4: like an enormous. Oh, it's, w- it's more of like yeah. a wash tub. Yeah, it's more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's my <Am> I- like <laughs> wash tub ab. Yeah, I, I. I'm making a trip this week to Guitar Center to get my jew's harp. Um. <laughs> so when we go down there, we can make that boinging sound everywhere <laughs> I go. <laughs> right yeah either that or i was going to maybe see if i can find an organ that makes pig sounds like green acres i don't know if that's possible but i'd love to get one of those
2: well i you know i didn't know how to prepare and i'm still a little concerned but like you mentioned we're 4 weeks out and i thought well that's about enough time for my dad to remarry somebody with a daughter so i could at least sleep with my sister you know i i got i don't have one naturally oh, jesus so i'm going to have to i'm going to have to get family involved wow. here but and I was just gonna punch a black guy. Like that's all I was gonna do. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh shit! Oh, you, you understand? We are. They're not even going to let us off. Yeah, we're of not. You know, we're not like
4: we're going down there, but we're never coming back.
2: No i I've told my I've told my my son and and my my wife that like this is it. Yeah. Like you're gonna have to put fucking photos around so the baby knows what I look yeah. like, and, and that's it. And don't come. Don't
4: think you're gonna come down there. Don't think you're going to come find me. Two words, closed casket. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> They're saying that the Ten Commandments have been
1: taken out of the courtrooms and out of the schoolhouses, lest we offend the atheists. Let me be, 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 be very clear. This country was not built for atheists nor by atheists. It was built by Christian people who believed in the word of God. <laughs> to the atheist. Watching this telecast, if our belief in God offends you, move. (laughs) There are planes leaving every hour on on the hour, going every place on planet Earth. Get on one. We don't want you,
2: and we won't miss you. All right. Well, our first story comes from uh, TalkingPointsMemo.com. This is fucking crazy. I saw this all the everywhere this week. Uh, Duck Dynasty star imagines vivid rape and murder scenario for atheist family. What the fuck is going on in
4: this man's (laughs) mind, Cecil? I don't know. You want to listen to his, his crazy rant? Oh,
2: out loud? Yeah, we're going to have to. Oh, we're one of those talkie shows. Maybe if you just buy enough health care insurance, that'll keep you out of
1: the ground. I don't think so. Save your money. You got a six-foot hole waiting on you if you have all the health care you can buy. You say, is it going to keep me
4: out of the ground? No, sir. What is – what <laughs> I it, it's just this it's this random thing that they had to get at the beginning of it. But like you couldn't sound any dumber
2: than this guy. I know. Sounds. I know. And not only not only do you sound stupid, but you also sound factually inaccurate. Like access to health care does keep people alive. You <laughs> know. That's a thing, right? That's not a made up thing. Yeah. That's not like and everybody laughs and claps, like, ha health insurance won't keep you alive. Okay, no, not indefinitely. Yeah, I mean, not. It's not fucking the magic elixir. Like yeah. it's not from. It's not the fucking, uh, you know, fountain of youth at El Dorado. Admittedly, but maybe you make it to sixty <laughs> instead of forty-four. All that you know? medical care—that's for suckers. <laughs> it's a problem,
1: and you know something? You can't solve it, just like you can't see in your sin problem. Oh, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know this conscience thing. I mean, ju- we just dreamed it up. There's no right. There's no wrong. There's no good. There's no evil. I'll make a bet with you. One one
4: thousand, two <laughs> one thousand, three one thousand.
1: Two guys break into an atheist home. <laughs> he has a little atheist wife and two little atheist
4: daughters why are people laughing? It's hilarious. Why is that? Home invasions. (laughs) Home invasion. Funny. Why is that? Uh It sounds, it sounds creepy too. When he says it, when he says two little atheist daughters, like that sounds, (laughs) that sounds scary. When he says it. two guys break into
1: his home and tie him up in a chair and gag him. And then they take his two daughters in front of him and rape both of them and then shoot them. And they take his wife and decapitate her head off.
2: <laughs> I was hoping you were going to stop. They decapitated her head off.
4: He decapitated her head off. Now, you could probably decapitate her arm off if you wanted to, but I think you go for the head when you go for the decapitating. They
2: beheaded her head off. That's what they done did. Did you done see that? Someone scooped it the head out. <laughs>
4: This guy's such a, he's a fucking, he's a caricature of himself.
2: <laughs> he's bad, man. Oh, God. He's bad. his He's so fucking stupid, his beard is ashamed. <laughs> you know what it is? His beard's like, mm, we got to get out of here. Is there like a homeless person in San Francisco I can go on? <laughs> All right, hold on, there's more. In front of him.
1: And then they can look at him and say, isn't it great to not have to worry about
4: being judged? Isn't it great that there's nothing wrong with this? Wait. What do you mean not
2: being judged? If they get caught, they're going to be judged. (laughs) Yeah, fucking, I'll clearly judge that. Like, if some fucking depraved, awful human beings commit acts of wanton cruelty and violence, who would not stand in judgment of that? Yeah, I don't... I I, stand clearly in judgment of that. So
4: fucking premise
2: destroyed. So do
4: all fucking rational
2: people. And they will literally be judged if they happen to go see a judge if they get caught. So wait a minute. Are you suggesting that judges judge people... Uh. I know
4: you're too judgmental might be a little hardy to follow but
2: (laughs) there's more
1: there's no right or wrong now is it dude and then you take a sharp knife and take his manhood and hold it in front of him say wouldn't it be something if this was something wrong with this but you're the one that says there's no God there's no right there's no wrong so we're just having fun we're sick in the
2: head
4: I love the stunned silence he's getting. Like, I'm not hearing any laughing or clapping.
2: No, all of a sudden the audience is like, I would like to distance myself from Beardy McShooty Duck.
4: I wonder if he's thinking, man, this went a lot better when I was masturbating to this last night. (laughs) When I was was choking myself and masturbating to this,
2: this was a lot better in my head. How did the bearded man read my mind? (laughs) Have a nice day. If it happened to
1: them... They probably would say
4: something about this. It just ain't right. What a dumb thing to say. I mean, you would have fucking made more sense if you blew a duck call for two minutes.
2: <laughs> Seriously, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It is. It is spectacularly stupid. And I mean, I mean, obviously, the whole thing is the straw man. You know that he's imagining a scenario in order to argue against it. But fine, um, he he doesn't even understand. What, what he doesn't understand, he's making that argument that only right and wrong come from from God, right? That's his, that's his argument. But for some reason, he's, he's misappropriating where to place who makes the judgment of right and wrong action and saying that the victim of the violence would, in this scenario, be unable to even understand that he had been wronged. That's a new one to me. I've never heard that one. Yeah, usually it's the it's the aggressor who in these made up bullshit scenarios is unable to distinguish right from wrong because there's no like the you know what I mean? Like usually it's the it's the aggressor that's the yeah. atheist.
4: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it, the aggressor is the one who who's saying, well, there is no right or wrong if there's no God to judge me. Who cares what I do on this earth? Right. That's their argument is that I can do basically whatever I want because there is no flames of hell to be punished in right but that neglects the fact that there is already a law and legal system that will already punish you for things that you do on this planet
2: well and and even beyond that like so moving moving out of the like the law and order component of morality you know just just progressing in the various stages of morality according to psychological theory there's you know law and order is pretty low on the totem pole in terms of deciding how you know what's right and wrong sure you know, it, it, there there is a tacit understanding also that there's a violation of the social contract here. And then beyond that, there's 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 additional considerations that, you know, we understand and empathize with other human beings as human beings ourselves. And we extend it to other people, the courtesies and the the empathies that we would like to have extended to ourselves. This is not a difficult concept. This this whole thing, this whole theory, like it's just an excuse for him to fantasize about extreme violence in front of a crowd. And I have to think that the organizers, at some point, were looking at each other like, "Why do we have this man at a podium?" Yeah, <laughs> I think at the very least, I think I think he I think you know the arguments that I have heard, which are more nuanced than anything that Phil Robertson would be able to put together. Um, you know the arguments that I've heard is that you know we we understand we have a an innate understanding of right and wrong, and that innate understanding of right and wrong comes to us implanted sort of in our immortal self implanted somehow into this you know imagined fiction called a soul, and uh you know that that can only come from god, and so the you know the reason that we don't commit these acts of heinous violence. Uh, is because you know we understand innately uh that this sense of right and wrong, but it, you know it doesn't it doesn't that have isn't that like a really depressing and bleak and i think oh, yeah. untrue characterization of the human animal i don't have anything driving me toward violence i'm not restraining myself from committing violence are you no i'm never done i don't that. i'm not restraining i'm not like constantly uh, gritting my teeth. You know, enacting in, in this, you know, incredible force of will in order to not rape and pillage and fight and kill and murder. I, I'm not like I don't think that the human animal is necessarily violent or nonviolent. I think we're contextual. As an average person, you probably have hundreds of chances each day to kill someone.
4: I mean kill them without even you, them knowing, sure. right? Like you walk car. into the fucking kitchen at work and their back is turned to you at the fucking coffee maker cuz they don't think you're going to kill <laughs> right? them, right? I don't I don't go to the coffee maker think I'm going to be attacked by ninjas. <laughs> I go to the coffee maker to get coffee. So I I turn my back routinely on people at the there's fucking knives right next to them. They could just reach in and grab a knife and kill me. Why isn't that happened? Because it, people aren't crazy, because people aren't psychopaths, because your fucking crazy made up bullshit scenario is just that. It's crazy made up bullshit to scare the people in the audience to hate people that don't believe in your God. We, Lord, we just asked it to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord, open hearts.
2: So this story comes from the friendly atheist, I think, although I think the title is mistaken. Uh, it says new mother chooses death over life saving blood transfusion fellow jehovah's witnesses praise her faith um and i i would take issue that uh she's not really a new mother anymore no no um it would be you know it, it it's it's much sadder than that so uh this woman gave birth and then fucking immediately died pretty much um she lost a ton of blood in the process of of giving birth and so rather than actually mothering her child she chose this bizarre fiction called jehovah's witness and she refused blood transfusions and now her kids fucking without a parent
4: yeah it's i mean it's just sad it's just a sad story that a person died because they didn't want to take blood and this is not the first time that this happens this is an adult who decided yep. to do it but they just left a newborn mm-hmm. so uh, you know there's there's definitely tragedy here if it's just an adult i guess you know there's some people who say and i know that there were some people arguing this on our page that they were saying well it's just it's just natural selection or this person's an idiot and they should die because they're an idiot. And I think it's a little more nuanced than that. I think that's one of the things that that you've, you've got to think about is that these people don't just wake up and decide they're Jehovah's Witnesses. Right. They're indoctrinated into this religion. I mean, I'm rarely I think people wake up and decide. I think it's pretty rare that there's <laughs> these converters, the converters convert you or that you feel like you need to just wake up and be a Jehovah's Witness one day. These people are indoctrinated into this religion, and and they don't make decisions in a vacuum either. That's the other thing. We look to who we please in our life. You know, they may have had pressures outside of themselves
2: to not take this blood. You don't want to disappoint mom. The blame lies securely on the faith, right? The blame. The blame to me, because I I do think that the the tragedy of her death is compounded by the circumstances. The circumstances being that you know she she did. Just I mean, she died unnecessarily of blood loss giving birth to another human being who now lost their caretaker. And that's a fucking unbelievable tragedy. And then to compound that um is that her death is celebrated. Yes. You know, the Jehovah's Witnesses celebrate this shit. They have they put the fucking the the pictures and the stories of the people who refuse blood transfusions and refuse vital life saving procedures in their yearbooks <clears throat> that they then distribute to other loyal Jehovah's Witnesses, and they and they make of these people martyrs. Yeah, there's not a reason nowadays why that should happen. It's it's crazy
4: superstition. It's it's this you know, backward worldview that killed someone. Just killed. took a took a parent away from their child. That child is now like you say gonna grow up and that's it and if you read this thing there's a there's a clip here it's not a it's an instagram post so there's these comments and this jw or jehovah's witness inspirational is just like this is our beautiful sister named michelle she is holding her beautiful baby i marie this is a picture an obvious new mommy uh and then she goes on it goes on and on it says michelle lost a lot of blood so much that she needed a blood transfusion Michelle refused. Even after having a tube inserted in her and not being able to speak, she signed no blood. Our dear sister, sister, despite finally having the baby she wanted for such a long time, remain loyal to the end.
2: Yeah, that's so depressing.
4: If, if, If you're God, if your idea of a God is that you need to remain loyal to have a child and then bleed to death... What are you worshiping? What kind of weird fucking medieval blood god are you worshiping? I know. You might as well worship the thing on fucking Blade. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) The fucking big blood god thing that's all gooey and shit. Like, that's what you should be worshiping.
1: We believe we're moving into a supernatural season where, if needed, God will multiply food. I have seen... God multiplied food more than one time when I was cooking. I mean, when my kids were little, they were always bringing their friends into the house. And I remember, you know, spooning out spaghetti or whatever, just praying in the spirit over that. And God just made more and more and more. You know, I've seen oil multiply as I was praying for the sick. I've seen uh, bottles of oil just fill up about a cup at a time of oil.
2: Fucking what's wrong with Mike Huckabee? I don't know, man. This guy's What is fucking... wrong with this guy? That guy's fucking something else, isn't he? This is cuckoo, dude. This one comes from uh, uh, Politics USA or Politic Us USA. I don't know. It's a fucking stupid website. Mike Huckabee says he has magic powers and will use them to kill you. <laughs> it's pretty
4: great, man. Yeah, let's listen to it. So um, so Mike Huckabee, this is kind of long, uh, but Mike Huckabee did say that he would call down the fire.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> Let's listen to Mike. Because I'm standing on Mount Carmel in Israel, and behind me is the Jezreel Valley. You might even be able to see Ramat David Air Base that the Israelis have as their northernmost air base behind me. And most of you probably have seen these pictures and know that from where I stand on Mount Carmel, directly behind me is the Jezreel Valley. Some people call it the Valley of Armageddon. It's been the site of many of the great battles in the world,
2: really the
3: great oh, yeah great the battles? The battles,
2: yeah oh there was the the Battle of uh Caramello. Ah, that, was, that yeah. was a particularly delicious yeah, battle
4: that was a good battle uh, yeah. the Battle of Worthers was there, I think it was good, yeah, yeah. that was a good one. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh what they what they what they don't tell you is that seismic testing has revealed that there's actually a, a, a seismic layer of nugget under oh, there. Oh, it's delicious. You know, so- I, I
4: heard that one of those battles they used affy tapples to fight <laughs> each other. I don't know if that's true, but they use them like morning stars. They have all that peanuts on them. And it kind of oh, yeah. hurts when you get hit with one of those. It's Bling a little painful. those things out at tremendous yeah. speed. They're they're, yeah. they're much more dangerous than people realize. If you bite realize. into one of those, you fucking shred the roof of your mouth. Like, you're uh, just fucking shredding the roof
2: of your mouth. That's all it is. It's But the thing is, like I remember as a kid, I'd be like, nah, nah, my fucking, your whole fucking head is basically <laughs> falling off. You may as well just be like, I'm eating fucking broken glass and safety pins. This Dremel tastes delicious, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right? You're like, I fucking stick my face in a running lathe. Yeah, that's the same. That's fucking exactly. And you're like, but it's so sugary. (laughs) (laughs) These are awesome.
4: Are you kidding me?
2: It's terrific. I would eat one right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I I said when I was a kid. Yeah, but I guess what I mean is when I was
3: 37. Yeah, (laughs) because. (laughs) and the site of the ultimate battle of all humankind but it was mount carmel that an amazing thing happened elijah the prophet who thought he was the only one god had left stood on this very place and it was here that he challenged the prophets of baal to call upon their god and see if their god would answer. Well, did he bail them out? Huh? <laughs> huh? 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 And they built an altar. And they tried all day to get an answer from their false gods. And their god never showed up. Is this thing on?
4: <laughs> false is gods? This, is this altar on? I've been sacrificing on it all day.
2: <laughs> Jeez. I'm running out of virgins to throw in volcanoes here. Hello? Hey. Look, I found every fucking
4: lamb I have without blemish, for Christ's sakes. (laughs) I ain't
2: eat anything leavened in like 23 days.
3: And then Elijah, after building an altar for the Lord, not only built an altar, made the sacrifice and put it all on the altar with the bull, but then he poured water three times on top of the sacrifice. Shut the fuck up. He put the bowl on the thing and made an altar and then poured
2: water on it three times and fucking did the fucking right foot blue and the left fucking arm red. Who no, cares? No, no, no. You put your right foot in and then you shake it all about, <laughs> Who, be- what fucking grown adult believes this? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like what? Like you really think this happened? Yeah. No. And then, and
4: then afterwards, he said to the to the priests of Baal, he said, "Expelliarmus!"
2: <laughs> right. And then he expelliarmus them. Dude, this is a guy who took an airplane to get there. Yeah. In 2015, he got into a motherfucking airplane. And flew there, and he still thinks that shit happened. That like a fucking magic voodoo god or whatever came down. And was like, did he pour water on it three times? I ain't doing shit till he pours two <laughs> times. Not doing anything. Is there a bull on the altar? Are you fucking kidding me? What kind of fucking goddamn joke is this? I want
4: to see the dude who by himself, because he even said he's like he thought he was alone. He thought he was alone. Who's the guy who can fucking lift a bull up by himself right?
2: and set it on an altar? Oh, Who's let me that just pick guy? Pick up this bull on this altar, motherfucker! You be e- it would be easier to put the kill the bull and then fucking dig an altar out of the goddamn limestone <laughs> underneath you. No kidding. Either that or you have to somehow coax the bull onto the altar, right? And then kill, kill it. it up there. Where do you even like? Are you just traveling with bulls? Like it's like oh, I just brought this bull with me. Why? I don't because I'm gonna fucking kill it later. Duh. What are you stupid? I have Jeez. to call God. God doesn't have a cell phone. The only way to get in touch with him is to fucking kill bulls. Like, his fucking phone number is like, dead sheep, dead sheep, dead bull, <laughs> three, pails, three of pails of water. Three pails of water. You it's, put your right foot in, and then you shake it all about. It's the most ridiculous phone number,
4: and then you get voicemail, yeah, and that really pisses no you kidding. off. Or you get his secretary, it's like, this is Gabriel, sorry, God's out right now. <laughs>
3: Please leave a bull at the message. <laughs> Fuck, I already (laughs) left my bull. Just to make sure that there would be no doubt as to how this battle was going to turn out. Well,
2: then why have the battle? (laughs) Wait a minute. Why have the battle? Like all these soldiers, you're like, like, good news, guys. It won't matter. You're like, but I still have to fight it. I still have to. (laughs) It kind of matters a lot to me.
3: (laughs) Elijah called upon God to send the fire down, and we know the story from 1 Kings chapter 18. The fire fell, and God showed up, as Forrest Gump so brilliantly once said. When that moment happened... There was no doubt as to whose God was truly the Lord. I tell you that because we're living in a time where a lot of people don't just, they just don't want to be alone and they feel alone. Elijah thought he was all by himself up here. He even said, I'm the only one God has left. Now that wasn't the way it truly was. There were a lot of prophets who had not bowed their knee to Baal. But Elijah thought he was the only one. Sometimes maybe we don't want to stand in the gap because we think we're the last one standing. But the question is, are we willing to stand in the gap even if we are the last man standing? Elijah, believing he was the last one, stood in the gap. This is quite a gap, the Jezreel Valley. God wants us to stand in the gap. And sometimes my heart's broken because in our own country, a lot of pastors will stand in the pulpit, but they won't stand in the gap.
2: What does that even mean? <laughs> what do you fucking actually mean? Do you well, know what he means by that? I think what he's saying is, is that
4: a lot of people will preach from the Bible, but when it comes to gay rights, they're not putting those fags in their place, is right. what he's saying. <laughs> That's what he's saying.
2: What, they won't stand in the gap, so they won't... What are you talking... Like, they're they're fucking preachers, they are standing in your fucking imagined bullshit gap. Like your gap is, is is the is the place. If I understand his fucking belabored goddamn metaphor properly, <laughs> Jesus Christ! The fucking the the in order to get the attention of the god of the gaps, I have to the god of the gaps. <laughs> it's the
4: god of the gaps. <sighs>
2: So, in order to get his fucking attention, I have to, you know, I have to be willing to, to stand up and fucking be counted and, and, fucking and believe amazing. and hold myself accountable to my fucking mythology, right? That's what he's suggesting. Like, I have to be fucking brave and strong and true and fucking pull the sword from the stone and all this fucking made up my precious bullshit. Like, okay. Yeah. But then he's saying that, like, there's preachers that don't do that. What the fuck do they show up for work for? <laughs> what are you talking I don't understand what you're talking about. Uh,
3: to stand in the gap means that you're willing to believe God's word applies to the people who sit before you. And you not only believe that it does, but you present it as if it does. My good friend George Barna, who is a part of your conference, did an incredible survey recently of American pastors. And he discovered something that... Broke my heart. When asked, 90% of American pastors said they believe that the Bible applies to all the issues of the day. 90% believe that those principles apply. But then when he followed up and said, how many of you present the Bible and preach the Bible to the issues of the day? The number was 10%.
4: I mean, I don't I don't I guess that's what he's saying. I guess that's 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 his example of. They're not doing what i want them to do
2: yeah i i guess i guess i don't really think that that's true actually i doubt i i just frankly doubt the veracity of your polling sir i'm not sure that that's accurate
4: yeah i i, I yeah especially considering how many people i mean yeah i can't imagine somebody would say 90 percent would say it matters and then say well i kind of not doing it
2: yeah, I I think it matters a lot to the matters of the day, but I just if it didn't matter to the matters of the day, then what the fuck are you preaching every Sunday? Every Sunday, you're a preacher, you've got to stand up there for an hour and bore people before they can fucking leave, and get pancakes and watch football. So while you're wasting their fucking time and their lawns are growing, you're you have to come up with some nonsensical banal mundane bullshit to bore these people with. You have to do this every week. You have to come up with something 52 weeks a year. If you're not creating a sermon that has any kind of tie-in with people's everyday lives, then literally I don't understand what you're saying every week. You have an hour. What, are you just reading to them for an hour? Are you a fucking... Are you like Mr. Smith goes to Washington? You're just filibustering the Bible?
4: That sounds... I would fucking... I. I don't know, man. I would refuse blood. That's what I would do.
2: (laughs) I would just listen to fucking Thomas's show.
3: Yeah. At least there's jokes. We wonder why our culture has turned godless. We wonder why people don't grow up understanding the fundamentals of natural law the moral basis of our Judeo-Christian founding as a nation. Might it be that the problem is not the history classes in our high schools, but the pulpits of America who have not taken what they even believe and applied it to the pulpit and to the people? I stand here on Mount Carmel today and I hope that if called upon, I would be willing to stand all by myself but to call fire from heaven and believe that God will answer. Even if there are hundreds and hundreds of false prophets on the other side, God plus one is still a majority.
2: It's a fucking stupid thing to say.
3: God plus one. Yeah. How many times does God get to vote, dude? God's
4: an army of one. What I want to see is is God in Congress, and one guy brings forward a bill and says, "I want to outlaw the gays," and everybody's boo,
2: and then God shows up. It's like,
4: oh, they got. Majority,
2: <laughs> and that would be great too. If like then the next he was like, but it's not a veto-proof majority, bitch.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God gets fucking signing statemented. Now the concern, obviously,
5: is if this isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain, and you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa. And you're gonna have a rainbow colored
2: wrapper for your Whopper. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. The modern day prophets at American Family Association warn Scotus that legalizing gay marriage will be a fist in the face of God Almighty. That's it's better so than. Mad. A, it's better than a fist in the anus of God Almighty. I guess. <laughs> that comes next. Yeah, that's that's the angry makeup sex oh, with, no. with God Almighty. <laughs> You're just like, fucking, I'm fucking forgive you, but I'm still a little salty about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no lube, no lube tonight. <laughs> no, stay down. I didn't fucking, you're not done yet. I'm not fucking still working this thing out. You keep that ball gag in, God. <laughs> All right, so there's
4: there's a clip for this. Let's play it. It's, uh, it's, it's Brian Fisher's show, and uh, this guy's on it. His name's Tim Weidman. No, his name
2: is, no, it's Tim Wildman. Really? We
5: wanted the Supreme Court justices. Yes, they're the most powerful um, uh, judicial body in the land. But guess what? There's a most powerful judicial person in the universe.
4: Guess what? Chicken butt. (laughs) Oh, that guy's awesome. There's one in the universe that's more powerful than <laughs> those guys. Well yeah, with well, my
1: God, could I wrestle your God? He's more powerful than Ginsburg.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Who rules over the Supreme Court of the United States and that's God Almighty.
4: He sounds like he sounds like a fucking turtle from those old movies like <laughs> I, I'll make it to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. God, I can't respect this I, guy. I can't yeah, can't respect come on. He's Tim the wild man. Says, oh, God.
5: And God has said that marriage is between one man and one woman. It, that is uh, his his design from all throughout the Bible.
2: Yeah, where does it say that? No, no, fucking point that shit out. Where does it fucking it say says that? It, it says it on God's giant belt buckle. Right?
4: That's where it says it, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, it says that. It's fucking, even in your fucking made-up bullshit mythology, it doesn't actually say that. So, And there's tons of instances where it's a man and, like, 17 chicks. Yeah. So it doesn't say that. It doesn't mean that at all. But keep going, wild man.
5: And so yeah. if the Supreme Court of the United States is going to force homosexual, quote, marriage on America... Then they are going against God. And uh, I wanted them to, and we wanted them to think about that.
2: Yeah, you just shouldn't get a fucking gay marriage then. Yeah, dude. I mean, I what are the, how are they going to force it on America? Like, wait,
4: yeah. you get a fucking knock on my door with a fucking jack boots and a Gestapo outfit
2: and force me to marry a dude? Right. Or just force you to even like it? Yeah. Just gonna, I mean, they're, that's the thing. Like, they're not, they're not saying you even have to fucking like it. They're just saying that if other people want to do it, you're not allowed to stop them. That's the only thing that's being said here. You don't have to like it. You can vocally fucking bitch about it. You can be a real big jerk to people. I don't like the gay marriage. (laughs) You can do all the fucking petty, hateful shit you want. Nobody's stopping you from being petty and hateful. Bottom line
5: is, Brian, uh, we, we all agreed here. Uh, we needed. It was time to say what the Bible and what God has to say about marriage. This is a sober moment for our country. If we, if the Supreme Court does this and foist unnatural quote marriage on all of America, despite the fact that 31 states have said marriage is between a man and a woman, it will be um, an incredible constitutional injustice. It'll represent more a more of a power grab by the uh, federal bench. And it'll be a uh, a fist in the face of
4: God Almighty. Fist in the face of God Almighty? What does that even mean?
2: I guess what it means, Cecil, is that if you put your fist in the face of God Almighty, but you haven't fucking burned a bowl and poured a fucking bucket of soap suds or whatever on it, <laughs> then it still doesn't mean shit, right? Because you can like fucking shake your fist at the sky like the impotent, fucking rage-filled, bald-headed dipshit that you are, and it will continue to be a meaningless, empty gesture unless you performed your fucking magic hate rituals to call fire on your i Who knows, man? You know what I think? I kind of, you know, now that I
4: think about it, one way that you could call God is you could put a bull in an alcove in the place in San Francisco, and then it'd get watered so many times a day. It's like every half hour it would get watered. You'd water your bull
5: constantly. So, you know, it strikes me, Tim, this is the, and then I'll let you go. It just strikes me this is the best in the prophetic tradition. I mean, this is what the prophets of old did. If there was a king that was out of line, the prophet was the one who was called by God, stand up and say, what you are doing is evil in the eyes of the Lord. And what I hear you saying, Tim, and I give you the last word here, is there was a need for somebody to speak with a prophetic voice to our Supreme Court.
4: And and Tim, I want you, I want to give you the last word. So here we go. I'll sing you out. Do 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 do
2: <laughs> do
4: Fucking idiot.
2: Well, I love, I love too. I love that Brian Fisher's. You know, he pipes in like, "Oh man, finally somebody's objecting." Really. Really? Because you guys haven't exactly been quiet. The thing is, everybody hears you, man. You fucking, you yell and you scream and you piss and you moan. You all, you've been, you talk about how, you know, this is going to be just like the Nazis and then you make other crazy comparisons and, you know, God's going to pull back his fucking protective veil of, you know, whatever across America if we let gays have fun or what? I don't know. Like, you've been fucking saying this shit for years and nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nobody cares. You're a weird fringe group of fucking weirdos. You don't have. It's not like fucking Tim. The wild man has, uh, you know, Scotus's ear and they were just like waiting like, oh, man. What's Tim? The wild man have to say, oh, fuck. He thinks we shouldn't do it. He's waving his arms. Is he mad? I think he's mad. <laughs> you mad, bro? I'm very mad. <laughs> oh, he's, he's tucking his head into his sweater. That's his, yeah. i mad that's signal. Sign, that's his defense mechanism.
0: Ugh. Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So
2: this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Rick Scarborough, gay marriage will unleash the spirit of hell on the nation. It's the spirit of hell, Cecil. It's coming. The spirit of hell? The spirit of hell. Not hell. Like the cheerleaders of hell. (laughs) Got spirit. Yes, I do. I've got spirit. How about you? Go hell. Go hell. <laughs> Give me an H. <laughs> they roll out instead of pom poms, it's fucking like atheist heads, and they're just like shaking them in the air, like banging them together. It's like burning tumbleweeds. <laughs> they roll out. They don't know exactly what to cheer for. There's like, we're hell. We're not actually all that cheerful. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> <go>, okay, great. <laughs> We're kind of very grumpy. <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it just swing out and everyone's like, I should have gone to a different game. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is super awkward. You can't ever leave. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, give me a uh, T. Give me an O-R-T-U-R-E. Torture. Yay! <laughs> oh, good grief. Uh, so Texas pastor Rick Scarborough. Uh, took to world Net Daily, that bastion of reason and rationality in the world, uh, to expound on his call for anti-gay civil disobedience. I don't even know what that would look like. If the Supreme Court strikes down bans on same-sex marriage, warning that such a ruling will usher in attacks on Christianity and, quote, a brave new world with tyrannical laws and regulations. So it's going to be fucking, it's going to be an Aldous Huxley, you know, dystopia, Cecil. Shit's going down, man. As and soon at, as fucking gay people can love
4: each other on paper. I don't know. What What do you do during an anti-gay civil disobedience rally?
2: I can't even imagine what the civil disobedience portion would be. Because there's there's nothing you could do as an act of civil disobedience. The only thing that you could do is be fired from your job, right? So you could be a court clerk that decided to not process yeah. the paperwork. Yeah. You know, or you could just be like some administrative, you know, dirtbag sitting around shredding paperwork that would, you know, that needs to get filed or what have you. You know, like that's the only. Because for the rest of us, even if we vociferously disagree, there's not an act of civil disobedience that has any relationship on another person's marriage. They they try to draw that comparison to like, because they're trying to they're trying to put themselves on the side of the civil rights movement. They're trying to say like we're the they're putting themselves at the back of the bus. Right, exactly. Exactly. But you know, there were acts of civil disobedience that could be undertaken by a an oppressed minority class because the 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 oppression was actual, it was real. Yeah. So there were things like that you couldn't do. So you couldn't sit at the front of the bus. You couldn't eat in certain lunch counters. You couldn't drink from water fountains. You couldn't use non colored restrooms. You couldn't so there were all these things that you couldn't do. There's literally nothing. Nothing. Like you can go mar like if I'm a guy, I could still go marry a woman. Yeah. Some guy would be like, I'm gonna sneak off and marry a chick. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> that was okay before. <laughs>
4: Living on the edge. <laughs> I want to read part of this because this is, this is really, I think, the heart of this. And one of those things that I just – you just want to grab somebody and just be like, you're a fucking asshole. It says, we'll soon find ourselves in a brave new world with tyrannical laws and regulations forcing us not only to accommodate same-sex marriage – But to keep our message of love and forgiveness to ourselves, lest our message cause someone to be offended. And the thing is, is you're bringing to the table the condemnation, right? right? And you're also bringing the forgiveness. If we excise you from the table, there's nothing that you bring or give us. They're saying, I mean, he's going out of his way to say, we're going to give these people this love and forgiveness. Well, what do they need forgiveness from?
2: They need forgiveness from you. You know, this is funny, Cecil, because the the religious think that everybody is worried about their sins, right? Because the religious are worried about their sins. And so if you think that there is a thing called sin, um, then you, yes, you have to find some way to excise that. Um, It's just that... (laughs) There isn't really a thing that's called there is no such thing yeah. as sin. It's a silly idea. You just made it up. Uh nobody cares about it but you. And so the rest of us are totally unconcerned with forgiveness. I've I never I've never thought once in my life like, oh man, how will I ever find forgiveness? I don't need forgiveness. Yeah. I'm not a bad guy. I don't, don't, I'm not like a bad dude. I don't need to be forgiven. If I fuck up, I say I'm sorry. Yeah. And then we work that shit out. And that's it. Like, that's my forgiveness. But like these guys, I, I honestly think that they don't understand a life without crippling guilt. Do you have guilt, Cecil? No. No. I don't feel guilty about anything. Right. Because
4: because here's the thing, Tom, when I feel guilty about something, I fucking resolve it. Right. (laughs) That's what I do because I'm a fucking adult and I recognize, man, I feel guilty about something. I should resolve it. Yeah. Whether that is, you know, whatever that is in my life, I try to make sure I fix it. Like these people like all walk around with this this guilt because there's no way to resolve it. I just think it's, I just think it's the height of fucking arrogance to tell someone, I don't approve of your lifestyle, my imaginary fucking deity doesn't approve of your lifestyle, and you have to fucking get forgiveness from me. Right. And from my fucking made up deity. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck your forgiveness in the ear. You know, there, there is nothing normal about being a sodomite. There is no life that will come out
1: of a rectum. You cannot produce life. It's only death. Every time, there's nothing in a rectum except waste, refuse, and death.
2: Sister, it comes from com, Indiana's news leader. You're in Indiana. Like, you're like the, like, there's only, like, is there a big news competition? You're the news leader? <laughs> you're in Indiana. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, hey, does anybody else want to be the news leader? Cricket. Cricket. No, it's just, the, okay, Tag, we'll be the fucking news leader. Yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, Kravitz blog, religious freedom bill may hurt Indy's sports and convention business. Uh, I've seen this several times. I think this is great. So um, Indiana recently passed some nonsensical religious freedom bill, um, and it was signed into law. The The governor, actually, this article doesn't address it, but the governor did sign it into law. And, uh, you know, a host of, of conventions and things that come to Indiana, they're just like, fuck that. Not doing it. Yeah, Gen Con was one of the ones I saw that that
4: might be backing out, and Gen Con's huge in the gaming community. It's just there's tons of people that go to that. Um, Other conventions are thinking about pulling out. And there's been some back and forth on this, and people are saying that it's not a big deal that this rule sort of uh, models itself after the Religious Freedom Bill, which I think is already a federal thing. Uh, But I think that there was some significant differences in the two. Uh, Regardless, I think that... Uh, That that what I want to look at, instead of actually looking at the direct bill, I want to look at the people who are talking about it, right? Who's talking about it? There's two sides. There's a side that says they're going to use it to discriminate against gays, and that's the people who are against it. But then I started looking at the people who are for it. And a lot of those people were saying, yes, we are going to use it to discriminate against gays, right? Like they are going out of their way to say they're going to discriminate against gays. And then the other stuff that they're talking about when the governor made his report, one of the things he said was something like, well, I just we want to make sure that uh, that Notre Dame doesn't have to pay for contraception or something like that. So they want to make sure that that there's two major factions. There's the gay marriage faction and then there's the the reproductive rights faction, and they want to make sure that people who dislike reproductive rights can dislike it and get away with it. And I think, you know, if you're in the contraception business or if you're in the fucking healthcare business or if you're in the I-have-to-supply-healthcare-to-my-people business, you need to shut the fuck up about contraception. You need to fucking be quiet. Let people do what they want to do. This is just like gay marriage. It's the same thing. It's like, man, this is my body. I get to decide if I want to use contraception. I get to decide if I want an abortion. It's not your fucking body. If you're gonna if you don't like abortions, don't have an abortion. If you don't like contraception, don't use contraception. If you don't like gay marriage, don't get a gay marriage. None of
2: these things are fucking affecting you. Quiet down. Well you know what I appreciate is that immediately the backlash is gonna be economic. Because yeah. that's the only way to get the attention of these bigots, right? You know, hit them in the pocketbook. Fine. Listen, tell you what, you wanna sign this fucking nonsense into law, you wanna you know make sure that Indiana is as inhospitable to uh you know outside money coming in you know salesforce uh dot com is headquartered in Indianapolis or Indiana, I believe Indianapolis, and they've already you know made some grumblings that hey, maybe it's time for us to fucking go. There's fourteen hundred employees, yeah, eh, maybe we'll just fucking peace out of here. All right. Great. That I mean, you got to hit you got to hit these fucking assholes where it hurts because they don't understand anything but fucking money and getting reelected. It's the only thing these fuckers understand. They understand money and they understand driving votes. And if they if you think that this release fucking nonsensical fucking third line religious issues matter as much to people as their job and their fucking pocketbook, you're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your fucking mind. If if I went to work tomorrow and they said Tom, the only way you keep your job is if you fucking put a fucking ash cross on your head, I'd be like, fucking, I got a family to feed. Give me the ashes. I don't give a shit. People care about their money more than they care about any of this other fucking made up bullshit. Ninety percent of them. So hit them where it hurts. You never looked at the heavens. Everything in
4: the heavens is here,
1: moving. As the heavens move. That's how I know it's coming. How else can I make the prediction? Uh, A thousand years ago, there was a great conjunction. Three suns lined up. Another great conjunction coming up. Anything could happen. The whole world might burn up. The great conjunction
0: is the end of the world. Or the beginning.
2: This story also comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh... This is from WND. Solar eclipse warning. Uh, oh. Solar eclipse is a warning to America about relationship with Israel. Yeah, great. What? Okay, so what? 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 It's 2015. We're actually ascribing, we're ascribing mysterious causal or consequences to solar eclipses. Like we we knew it was coming. We knew it we knew it was coming hundreds of years ago we know what all the subsequent solar eclipses are I know <laughs> you can you know the thing is is
4: that it says in here it says um, basically the solar eclipse is a warning to Gentiles uh, that is a sign of judgment on the nations when we look uh, at where the darkness will be it will be on northern European countries like England and Sweden where they've seen a rise in Islam and anti-Israeli sentiment Europeans especially should take heed, And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, so we know with certainty, like you said, we can predict to the second all over the globe within thousands of years when solar eclipses happen. So if that's the case, then God programmed the solar eclipses to happen all at the same time. If we can figure it out, God's way more complex than us. He figured that out. So not only did he do that, he also programmed in the world the unrest that's going to occur. Right. He also pro so it's like, well, if that's he fucking programmed the unrest, then what the fuck does it matter what I do?
2: <laughs> yeah, he sets he sets all the wheels in motion so that these events happen. All at at the same preset times, right? So they all line up exactly, perfectly right. And I'm gonna fucking circumvent that. I'm just gonna be like, oh yeah. I mean, it, it talk about a fist in the face of God. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I changed that. I fucking that's like that's like fucking reprogramming God's VCR. It's just fucking mean. How would I do it? Doesn't make any sense. But you know, this is a this is a person who actually says things i mean this this i'm reading i'm gonna read this tell me if this does not sound fucking insane blitz also points to other upcoming signs that will take place on feast days there will be another solar eclipse on the feast of trumpets on what? september the 13th 20 isn't that like
4: a isn't that like a fucking tarot card the feast of trumpets
2: <laughs> the feast of trumpets What are you talking about? The final blood moon, a super blood moon, will appear during the Feast of Tabernacles, which is also known as a period of judgment for all the nations. Blitz believes... They love themselves... Tom, Tom,
4: before... They love themselves some tabernacles. I know, dude. I mean, it's like a fucking tabernacle fucking (laughs)
2: crazy. Oh, man. I've I've, got... You know, it's actually good to read this because... I've got to make sure I buy my wife a gift for the Feast of Tabernacles. I'd hate to to show up empty-handed.
4: You just got to get her like a cupcake-shaped tabernacle. That's what you got to (laughs) do.
2: The thing is that I have treated my entire life as a series of feasts. Just on the off chance that there might be one that I didn't know about. So there's all these feasts, the feast of trumpets, the feast of tabernacles, the feast of hippopotami, the feast of <laughs> fucking, you know, <laughs> like, the, oh, today is the feast of, you know, vampires with hangnails. Like, okay, fine. Who cares? I just treat every day like a feast day and I overeat. Right. That's all I like, have to do. I walk in. I Every time I sit down at the fucking dinner table, I unbutton my pants just on the off chance that it might be a feast day.
1: Do you believe what could be the world's most fearsome, destructive weapon? Obama's third term?
2: Also from Right Wing Watch, uh, Ben Carson, a uh, presidential candidate, by the way. Uh, ben Carson, the people will stop Obama's third term. Ah, yeah, So... That's something that's something that is being said out loud. Third term. So right there in the Constitution, you can't have a third term. No one's talking about a third term. Can't have one. But evidently, we've got to stop it, Cecil. I love that they
4: think Obama's going to get a fucking third term. Do you know what Obama would have to do to get a third term? He would have to make an amendment that fucking overrides a previous amendment. Yeah. You'd have to get two-thirds of a house he doesn't control to
2: fucking vote him back in office. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck is he going to do that? Obama couldn't get a third term if he was the fucking last man on Earth. <laughs> he could wake up like a fucking Twilight Zone episode and walk around yelling, Hello! Hello! In a fucking lonely, echoing Times Square. Amongst stalled cars and fucking silence. And he still couldn't get a third <laughs> term. <turn. laughs> it's not going to fucking happen. What is wrong with people? It's crazy. Quote, President Obama leaves office on January 20th, 2017. Dot, dot, dot. Or does He. The Internet's abuzz with talk about the myriad of ways Obama might seek to extend his White House role, sparked in part by radio conjecture from conservative commentator Rush Limbaugh. Well, then there you go. Uh, It's awesome. But Ben Carson, again, presidential hopeful, uh, says, don't worry, Obama will leave. And then when questioned about it, uh, who would stop Obama from remaining in office past the second term? Carson's reply, we the people would oppose it through our Constitution. We don't have to oppose it. The Constitution kind of does that work for us. It already does it. There's an amendment already there. Right. Don't need a fucking anything else. <laughs> fucking third a term. Third term. How the fuck he's gonna have to like he's gonna have to like have a coup against himself, right? He he couldn't get enough polio to get a third term. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> His polio could have smallpox. Here's and the he- thing, though.
4: He could certainly start enough wars.
2: <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You them. want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So, this story comes from Slate. Arizona wants doctors to tell patients that abortions can be reversed. <laughs> <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. It's just a little aborted.
4: <laughs> It's like somebody with gloves, like stuffing it back. In. It's like st- you hit the, you take the vacuum and put it on reverse. It's like, <laughs> the woman's like all blown up.
2: It's like whoo! It's like fucking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. In there. <laughs> the doctor like leaves the room while the reverse abortion thing is on, and she's like, bruh, bruh, like swelling up, like the fucking. She's like Charlie, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's filling with babies. There's like
4: fucking 40 or 50 babies in her. She's just
2: oozing babies on her. She's like that Kate plus eight chick. She's just like, just coded in children. Just fucking. See, I just, I had one and then I got a reverse
0: abortion
2: had eight. A reverse abortion. It wouldn't be a fucking abortion if it could be. It's.
4: cure for SIDS I know it's like fucking yeah man I had SIDS when I was a kid <laughs> that's fucking amazing and you know what What the story is really about is that I guess that there's this uh, there's two drugs you take when you get a day after pill and one of them does something and then one of it does another thing and if you don't take the second one then you can I guess avoid evacuating the pregnancy but you're not fucking reversing the abortion you're just not continuing the medication all the way through
2: yeah you're just not actually having an abortion right and (laughs) And they're reversing anything from the article it so from the article you take the one medication then you take the second medication then you have an abortion If you take the one medication, you don't take the second medication, then you probably maybe won't have an abortion. But these doctors like there are a group of doctors who try to swoop in and play hero by giving you a fucking reversal medication of progesterone that actually doesn't even do anything. It is of no effect. Yeah. They said it might even be just no effect at all in the in in the article. They call it a medical theater because it's 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 meaningless. Um, they, it says that uh quote proponents of abortion reversal would like you to believe it 's common for women to take the first dose and become racked with guilt um delgado to to help these women Delgado gives the women progesterone shots. The problem is uh is that it 's almost certainly quackery. the progesterone shots reverse nothing they are medically unnecessary theater designed to portray anti choicers as conquering heroes there's no evidence um so the the, the the progesterone shot is just it's fucking it's sugar pills you didn't get an abortion and then somebody gave you a shot they didn't fucking reverse the abortion it's like your baby's like i'm out of here fucking i'm back in here
4: <laughs> how does that what would it even work your baby spends the night in a halfway house and then comes back you got to
2: give these tiny that's,
4: <laughs> that's how it works
2: halfway house. Halfway out house.
0: The, the, and the, the doctor's
2: goes... got this tiny, tiny defibrillator that's like four cell clumps long.
0: <laughs> it's like
2: Clear. Don't don't you die on me. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's like a fucking amoeba doctor with like one oh, of those God. like mirror things across yeah. its fucking amoeba head. And it's like doing the fucking uh, Baby, like CPR, and there's like this clump <laughs> of cells the size of a fucking poppy seed, and it's like, b-duh, 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 b-duh. All right, we've got them back, doctor. We've got them back. Oh, Stick them back in the vagina. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. You don't even have a heart. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have no idea how this yeah. could work. There's no blood flow yet. There's yeah, no... like you're, you're, you're literally just three cells at
4: this <laughs> point. <laughs> We want to thank Basha and Matt for sending in their PayPal donations. We also want to thank all of our new patrons. Uh, We appreciate all of our patrons, of course. Uh, Everybody who's been with us, we were looking at it today. Some of these people have been with us since we started this Patreon page. We want to thank all of you people. You're amazing. But we want to thank specifically our most recent patrons. We want to thank Alicia, Joe, Jared, Glenn, Ryan, Phil, Mars Daddy, Bart and Dave thank you all so much for your generous donations, we're super appreciative the show is a, it's a lot this week I was very busy putting the show together, uh, I had a show I had to put together that was a, a Thursday show and we just I just finished it today and we're recording again uh, our schedule's pretty thick uh, and we really appreciate all the people who, who give us money, it, it helps us push forward and it helps us, uh, helps us really know that people appreciate the show that we put out, so thank you very much We got a message from David and David says, I just listened to your rant on Detroit and Michigan as a lifelong Michigander. Is that like that can't be a thing? That's not a thing. That's like a goose that's from Michigan. (laughs) Uh, As a lifelong Michigander uh, with the with Detroit being my hometown, I must say I can't find much to disagree with. But I would like to add, at least I'm not from Texas, Alabama, Florida, Louisiana and Mississippi. Uh, one redeeming feature from being from Michigan is that you can say you are lonely, and you don't have to whack off, rub one out, or visit Rosie Palm and the Five Sisters. You can always have a date with Miss Michigan. And he says, "I, I don't have to explain that, do I?" Michigan is shaped like a mitten. See, need de- still need details. I like that. <laughs> that's pretty great.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. Great.
4: Yeah, uh, I, I've made it a point to try to make fun of one place every show uh if i can uh i want to try to make play make fun of a single place wherever that place is uh, because it really upsets people and it makes me laugh. <laughs> we, get- uh, we got somebody on Twitter who told us to go fuck ourselves when we talked about Tennessee. <laughs> so I'm excited to make fun of every place that I could think of. I made fun of Phoenix last podcast. We talked extensively about Indiana and Indiana is a fucking total shithole that smells like an armpit. <laughs> so I can't wait to make fun of that. So we just, we're going to have fun. Every, every episode you will find a new place to make fun of. And I will almost certainly make fun of Chicago in the future future and or illinois because illinois is a (laughs) shithole illinois has almost nothing going yeah nothing redeeming from illinois either i cannot imagine
2: i can't imagine looking at a fucking map of america and choosing illinois yeah and shit picking out of all the things to pick illinois especially middle illinois right like are you kidding uh, me i'd like to be in a suburb 38 miles from the fucking city center
4: I'd rather be covered in semen by strange men. than <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? So, uh, so I got we got a message from Russell, and this is interesting. He says, "A longtime fan of the show, uh, I wanted to let you know that uh, the story you had about some Irish center bitching and moaning about Mother's Day, and you were wondering that somehow there was a, some other kind of mother's, mother's Day." He just he said, "Just so happens there is. There was a thing called Mothering Sunday." That it was a point for people to live far away from home to return to their mother church to celebrate with their families, and I had no idea that that was such a thing. Thanks, Russell, for sending that in. I didn't know
2: that either. We got a message, a really interesting message about leavening from Joshua, Tom. Yeah, so the leavening thing is generally more about the time taken than the specific process used to leaven the stuff, at least as far as some hardliners are concerned. The point is to remember the myth of having to run away from Egypt in a great big hurry— that said, you can still drink wine, which uses yeast, so go figure. Some sects permit chemical leavening and some sects don't. What? You were expecting consistency? Um, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I thought that was great. So that's, I mean, that actually makes some sense. I mean, that, that yeah. I
4: appreciate that. That's, yeah, he, a, he said we also we also pronounced ch- chemetz properly. And I was thinking after our chemetz thing that we did, if you were to take... I think you could start a company. Maybe even rolled gold could do this. You could mold them into a little curly queue and have khamezels.
2: Oh nice. So it's oh, you I could love just a sandwich like, on a ch-metzel roll.
4: <laughs> it's a <metal> roll. <laughs> we got a message uh from Lavosia, Lavisa, Lovisa. I'm going to call her Lovisa. Sure. I don't know. Sure. How the fuck do you pronounce that? I wouldn't. <laughs> I How would I pronounce Tom, it? I just wouldn't. Tom here's the thing she translated the skeptics creed into Swedish
2: so I want you to I mean it's yours so go ahead and read yeah, the Swedish uh, version so I appreciate this this is not a Google translate this is the hard painstaking labor of a, uh, a, a clearly of a master transcriptionist Bork 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 Ikea Bork 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 ABBA Bork 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 Kales Caviar Bork 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 Katmular. I have no <laughs> idea what the last pieces were. Man, you did it! You did a great job on yeah, that. I feel Tom. like I nailed yeah. that kotbular. Yeah. I have no idea. I think what you that means. missed a bork near now the gotta end. Now I got to look up though. and see
4: what I just nailed. I think you missed a bork near the end, but still pretty good. I mean, decent attempt. All right, thank you. Uh, kotbular is meatballs made from ground. So that's the Swedish oh, meatball. Look at that. We've gotten a lot of different listeners lately. Um, we've also scared away a lot of listeners, <laughs> but we've gotten a lot of different listeners uh, from both. Uh, from both uh, the thinking atheist. we want to thank all of you and welcome you all from the thinking Atheist. We think Seth's a great guy, oh, yeah, uh, awesome dude, guy who gives away, gives his time, and just a, it's just a genuinely nice guy. When you hear him behind the scenes, you recognize how nice a person he is. Uh, he's the type of guy who will say things like, "Just let me know how I can serve you." I mean, it's like nobody says that. Nobody. I mean, certainly nobody in our circle says that. They're just like, well, how long is this going to take? You know, <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> He's super awesome, though. But we also got a message from someone who found us from Dogma Debate. Uh, and we think that that's great. This is uh, this is Kanzu who found us and uh, and they found us through Dogma Debate. And we did that 24 hour broadcast a thon, which we you know, it's a long way off now. But hopefully there'll be something like that later this year that we could go to, too um but yeah we we we're happy to uh, accept all the different people who come from various different places
2: uh and find us yeah thanks man welcome it's uh, it's great to have you as a listener it's great to have all of our new listeners we're we're grateful for the opportunity to offend you tom we got a message from uh from david in kentucky yeah so david sent us a message um outlining he had some some interesting thoughts about uh Christianity and slavery and while they were interesting i actually want to read the ps to your email he says, the bumper you have of a woman breathily praying, apologizing to her God over a loudspeaker for prayer being taken out of schools and secular humanism flooding in makes me cringe every time I hear it. I can't tell if she's orgasming or crying in it. Probably a little of both. And it is the public emotional masturbation that I can't stand and embarrassed for on behalf of the individuals that don't know better. I fucking love that P.S. that, that I think is... The perfect way to phrase it—that fucking public emotional masturbation—I hate that shit. That fucking lip quivering, false crying, voice cracking, look at me, attention whoring nonsense—as shit makes me fucking crazy. So I really appreciate that, uh, you know, that public emotional masturbation. I think it's the perfect way to phrase it.
4: We got a great message. Uh, this one just says, I'm going to read it start to finish. It just says, Hi, that's the subject. And it says, How are you doing? My name is Jessica. I wish to get your reply to tell you my reason for contacting you. Thanks. Wait for your reply. You're Mr. Jessica. I had no idea I was Mr. Jessica. That's amazing. I also love that I got to contact this person to get their reply on what they wanted to talk right? to me about.
2: That's <laughs> tremendous.
4: Uh, Tom, we got another one too. This one is about gold, though.
2: Yeah, so this, this is also an awesome message I'm certain to, to reply to.
4: I have a raw gold for
2: sale. No. I have a raw gold to oh, sale. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so, it's so hard to read these without correcting it like, I know. immediately. I <laughs> immediately. I have a raw gold to sale. Reply back for details (laughs) Raw gold Oh good I'll only reply back if you have a rolled gold for sale (laughs) He's got one He's got one raw gold A raw gold Just the unit of raw gold How many units of raw gold do you have I have one unit of raw gold To sale That is how many units of raw gold I have What What are you looking to do with it I'm looking to (laughs) sale I would like to (laughs) (laughs) sale
4: Do you want for buy that's amazing so uh that wraps it up for this week uh we are going to be back next week with another episode to uh to depress you but until then we will leave you as we always do with the Skeptics
2: creed credulity is not a virtue it's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno babylon bullshit thrust your hands bloody evidential conclusive
0: doubt even this